Hello, kings and queens and in-between sinners, saints, and I don't know if I is or I ain't. Welcome to another outlandish episode of Yes, Jesus! It's me, Danny Francesi, your host, as always, here with my bestie. The one and only Azariah Southworth. That's right, and we want you to sit and get comfortable in the pew pew pews, because here at Yes Jesus, we believe that... In God's house, there are many closets. We've got more than one closet to come out of. (laughs) And coming out isn't just for queers anymore, it's for Christians too, I guess. (laughs) Well, get on out them walk-in, walk-out closets, because uh, we have a big show for you today, and we're going to start out with... The Reverend Dr. Megan Rohrer has been elected as the first transgender bishop of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. Hallelujah! They, Megan uses they pronouns, were elected to lead the Sierra Pacific Synod in Northern California for the next six years. Now, you might know Megan, or rather Bishop Rohrer, as the transgender pastor on Queer Eye who gave encouragement and a little gospel to Noah, the pastor of a church in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Also, Bishop Rohrer is in the same church as our very own freaking Deacon Ross Murray, and they have known each other for years. So, huzzah to huzzah Reverend to Dr. Guys. Megan Rohrer. I love it. I love it. Um, well, that's some awesome gay Christian news. Love to hear it. Um, also, something we could praise. So, that brings us to this section of our show where we do our praise report and our prayer request. If you have a little something to ask God about, uh, just throw it on our table and we'll pray with you. And if you have something you want to say hallelujah for, we'll scream it louder with you. And um, we're going to go straight to our prayer request. we got a little request here for everyone to add Cheryl uh, to your uh, once us all to pray and add to our prayer list the unaccompanied children at the border uh, for all of their health and protection and for the humane treatment by our government. Amen. Um, please, mm-hmm. uh, thank you so much, Cheryl, for bringing them to light. Yeah. Uh, we are still thinking about all of those children at the border and we are praying for them. So please, uh, our listeners, we ask you to add that to your prayers this week. And our praise request this week comes from Cameron. Cameron writes in to say, I do not practice any religion or belief in any God. I'm on the fence, but I definitely have something protecting me and keeping me here. I've been battling with clinical depression for over a decade. I've attempted to take my own life several times. I used to have daily thoughts of death and suicide. They consumed me. On November 16th, 2020, I downed a whole bottle of Ambien and crashed my car into a traffic light pole. I'm told this I don't have any memory. The accident changed my life. I'm in a wheelchair now. After I woke up, I couldn't talk or move. With hard work, determination, and a lot of support, I am now walking about 500 feet without stopping using my walker. I no longer have depressing thoughts or thoughts of suicide. The accident was the best thing that happened to me. It changed my perspective on life. I appreciate everything now, even the small things I used to take for granted before, like brushing my teeth at a bathroom sink and being able to eat solid food, changing my perspective on life, what I thought was important and what I felt I needed to be normal and make others happy. Once I changed my perspective, let go the idea of what viewed life should be like, Mine improved greatly. 
I hope anyone needing help finds the strength to reach out for help and receive that help. And shout out to any of everyone who has helped me and supported me in my time of need. That's from Cameron. Wow, Wow. Cameron. Amen. Listen, Cameron, um, there's no accident that you ended up here. Uh, You're on the fence of believing in God because God is proving uh, themselves to you every day and just showing you um how to look on the bright side of life that is what faith is it's how to look for the answers in the unanswerable like it's how to um to fathom a way out of the unfathomable and that is where you're at right now and only a person who has truly gone to the brink and gone to rock bottom and just like fell down can really look up and see the light in the way that you're describing and I just encourage you more to give God the glory for your story. Like when you walk around and just notice God in everything from, like you said, the smallest ability of being able to brush your teeth. I do remember a moment where um, back in my youth when I smoked cigarettes and I was a bad kid and I was sitting on the um, uh, fire escape of my Brooklyn tenement and I put a cigarette out in a flower pot and I guess there was a piece of broken glass from one of the other Uh, apartments above me that was in it i cut my finger it got infected and i remember even just brushing against the wall or something the amount of pain that i felt and i told god oh if i ever get my full feeling back in my fingers every once in a while i'm gonna touch my fingers and remember that i didn't have that at one point and i do that still and that is a perspective that only god can give you and, and um i really suggest that uh you know, now that you know what's important and now that you know that you don't have to worry about others seeing that you're normal, you realize only God is your judge. You can live your life the way you'd like to, loved uh, just as you are. Yeah, you got the key, Cameron. It's gratitude. The way up. Gratitude, honey. Gratitude. Have that attitude of gratitude. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm grateful for? The scripture. And as we're going to be right back after this with the scripture of the day. Hi, Yesuits. We love nothing more than bringing you fresh new content each week. But before we could get back into the recording studio, we need you to have our back financially. Please consider becoming a monthly sponsor of the show through our, our new, new Patreon. Patreon. That's right. <laughs> our new Patreon support starts at just $5 a month. Or if you're feeling generous, you can be a sugar mama or sugar daddy. That's right. Just click on the support the pod link on our website, yashjesuspod.com. Azzy, what is the scripture of the day? Can you tell us, please? Because we want to get out of this closet. (laughs) John 11, verse 43. Jesus cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And then Lazarus said, stop screaming, (laughs) Jesus. I hurt you the first time. Coming out as (laughs) queer. That's easy. All you have to do is just be like, Mom, Dad, I'm a big old homo. (laughs) You think it's really that simple? Okay, maybe just a little more complicated than that. But we've been been talking about coming out on this show before. And, you know, if you remember, we did that whole episode about Esther, the coming out queen. Yes, and the bonus episode uh, for parents when their child is coming out. Right, but in this episode, we want to talk about another kind of coming out. Coming out as Christian. That is. In a lot of cases, it's just as hard as coming out as queer. I know it sounds strange, but telling folks that you are a Christian can be really hard. 
And Christianity doesn't have a great reputation these days. It doesn't. Now when people think of Christianity, they often think of the judgmental anti-LGBTQ stuff. People are known more for that than they are for Christ. Mm -hmm. I feel like the bad Christians, you know, like... Franklin Graham, Tony Perkins, you know, Ooh, Jerry Falwell. Name girl. <laughs> honey. Put it in the book, honey. <laughs> Do you got your... <laughs> Let's get out the book. All right. Uh, so those are just to name a few. Uh, they've really done a lot of damage um, to... Christian deplorables. Yeah, yeah. And those are the people that you see on cable news and getting to talk about LGBTQ stuff. Take They take up a lot of space around the topics that impact our lives. In the yeah, they're full square. of hot air because mm-hmm. your faith is a part of who you are. It's what makes you. It's just as essential as your sexual orientation or your gender identity. Mm-hmm. You know, um, oftentimes, you know, my mom always brings it to my attention. What's your most prized possession? You know, is it something material like your Louis Vuitton bag or is it something, you know, uh, like uh, even even a person like my little nephew? You would never let someone come and just walk up and just take away your Louis or take away your baby or take away your mm-hmm. most precious thing, your little puppy. But you let someone take your God? You mm-hmm. gaze all the time. Let them take God away from us. It's not something we can do. You know, a lot of times there's such an animosity towards the church and there is a lot of church trauma. We're going to talk about that in a future episode and we know it and we, we call it by its name and we, we, we know it exists. But, um, I think that, uh, you know, I remember being inside Akbar, a gay hipster gay bar. I miss so very much pre-pandemic and the time before, um, going there and dancing some sweaty disco. As you know, what I'm talking about. I know you know what I'm talking about. Actually, you might have missed the disco making out with that guy that one time out in the front of the. No, bar, but I did see. Bit. I did see something else. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is, like, I remember that night being there with like a cross around my neck, dancing mm-hmm. on the dance floor, and having some guy flick my cross. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, "What's this?" Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm forced to like be like, that's God. Like, I have to say the truth. I can't be like, oh, it's it's just fashion. Look it up. Like, I have to be like, that's my little light. I'm going to let it shine. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I remember know? when I was on, I, I toured with uh, Ray Boltz uh, shortly after we both came out sharing our stories. And uh, when I would tell people what I was doing, they'd be like, oh, so wait, you're gay and a Christian? So yeah, how does that, that work? Like an and doesn't the Bible say this? And, you know, it became kind of an opportunity to share. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I guess I am. <laughs> so <laughs> I love Jesus. So why not? <laughs> okay. Sorry. Hey, Danny, I have something to tell you. It's sort of personal. <laughs> well, this is hard to say. I've been having feelings for Jesus. Who? Who is this guy, Jesus? What did he do to you? Jesus, I sort of like him. Like, I think I'm... Uh, a what? A what? A Christian. A Christian? Who told you that? I've, I've just been feeling, like, really, you know, just, mm, like, connected. Connected, Danny, to Jesus. Is this Jesus a daddy type or something? I mean, I know you have a thing for that. Well, you know, he had a message of radical love. He upset both the religious and government leaders. You know how oh, that sounds like one. That boy. sounds like your type. You love a I bad love boy. Love good trouble. He was sacrificial, giving himself for us in our broken, sinful world. I mean, I'm kind of into him. See, I don't know how to handle this news. I mean, this is so sudden. Like, I thought I knew you. What happened to the guy that I've known for so long? 
it's it's not just that. There's more? What else could there be, girl? Okay, so Danny, are you ready? Have you have you ever heard of the Trinity? The Trinity, the Tuck Taylor? No, 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 no. Not like Holy Trinity. Some folks call it the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But sometimes they're called the Creator, you know, like the Redeemer and the Sanctifier. Wait a minute. So you're a polythe you're you're polytheistic now? Okay, well there's there's three figures, but it's just one God. It's I know it's very confusing. Child, you're blowing my mind right now. I just can't understand this. I'm working hard at being accepting, but you're just throwing all these three in one and one in three things at me. Okay, okay, okay. Maybe that's not exactly how it goes, but coming out could be stressful, Azzy. Mm-hmm. Telling someone you are a Christian doesn't mean you have to go into proselytizing them, you know, like I used to. It can be just you sharing something true about your life. It's about being open and honest in just the same way that we want to be open and honest about our sexual orientation or gender identity. I, you just have to tell them what you believe. Mm-hmm. If they aren't interested, fine, but you might find that they're really interested and want to hear more. Uh, yeah, sometimes I just feel like I, I can't deny it. I just have to at least be honest. Yes, I believe in God. Like, I, I can't uh, be a denier. And there's so many times that that opens up a good conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And and what the who the divine is to someone, what it means to them, and, and maybe it can expand our own understanding. But maybe they're curious how someone can be queer and Christian. Yeah, this is your opportunity to talk about how you're both queer and a Christian. Talk about how you came to this conclusion. Talk about how you know that you're both queer and Christian. You could talk about your life experiences. It's true, honest, and you. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they want a debate. I love a good debate. If you, I'm a master debater. And if you're a debater, go for it. <laughs> Take them on. I'm, I'm a, I, something rhymes with that. Okay. But if you don't like to <laughs> debate, then say that. Let them know that your faith is personal. It doesn't always make logical sense, but that's why they call it faith. But you can share your personal experience and faith. Maybe they want to share what their religious background is. That could be it, too. Great. Coexisting. Listen, learn. They might have had a completely different experience than you had in life. Maybe they're from a different denomination or a whole different religion. You could Mm -hmm. learn something about your own Christianity by listening to them, to other people and their stories and experiences. Uh, of course, when they're done, feel free to share about your own life, faith, and experiences. Yeah, or maybe if you're like me, you just need to confess something. Ooh, this is where <laughs> it gets juicy. The devil busy. Church scandal is real. Get that dirt and tea. Listen to them and affirm them. Yeah, it's important to remember that their reaction is probably more about their life and their experience than it is about you. Yeah, there's tons of people with church trauma who've had bad experiences with Christianity. Maybe they were a part of an unwelcoming church. Mm -hmm. Maybe their only representation of Christianity is the toxic theology espoused by Jerry Falwell, Franklin Graham, or others who are great at commanding the media's attention. It's important to remind them, and yourself really, that homophobes and transphobes don't own Christianity. Mm Mm-mm. They get a lot of attention because they're often the loudest voices in the room. Let your friends know that Falwell, Graham, and those other asshats don't represent you. You tell them, Danny. <laughs> tell them about what Jesus, 
how, how Jesus appeals to you. Tell them a story of one of Jesus's parables or a miracle that Jesus performed. Tell them who you are. There is no need to give homophobes more attention. They get enough. Yeah, it's so weird being asked for a hat. <laughs> While others may have had their reactions, the important thing is to stand firm in your faith. You can explain what you believe and why you believe it. Yeah, and there's, honey, there's no need to convince them, okay? Let that go. In fact, stay humble and truthful, just like you don't want them to debate you. You don't need to debate or win over them. That's a lesson I've had to learn. <laughs> the more real and authentic you are, the more people want to hear and maybe will want to learn more about you. Yes, and this is how evangelism actually works. Not by screaming at people, but by talking about what difference Christ makes in your life. So be real, be authentic, be you. How early do you tell folks, like your friends? Like, you t- Do you tell people in creative ways? Yeah, I like to say that I'm cruising with the Lord. Because <laughs> okay. like, it, it, it embraces like both like my queerness... And, um, and, and it, like, I'm cruising with Jesus. And when they ask, what are you doing this weekend? Um, I'm on the worship team for church on Sunday morning. What about you? <laughs> well, I'll be, uh, cleaning up the mess afterwards. Oh, you're always cleaning up the mess <laughs> at mass. <laughs> I mean, there's so many other ways that you could do it. I mean, I just think, honestly, just telling people, like why your life is better having God in it. It's very simple. Yeah. And of course, if they express interest, you can always invite them to join you or hear more or send a book or a website or a meme. Or a podcast. Or like a this podcast. one. Hi, guys. Or a podcast. Don't forget our podcast. <laughs> Let them know that you love to laugh at church. Yeah. You know, so for our Tide Love Offering charity, Act of Good this week, we're going to ask you to add Christian to your social media or dating profile. Ooh, scandalous. And then report back to us and see what sorts of reactions you get. Because some of them aren't going to be pretty. People are going to be like, what? I'm telling you, it's kind of weird. Whenever you make a stand for God, good things happen to you, though. It's so true. When people find out that that I have like a religious background and practice, um, they always want to ask well, like, what my like philosophy on sexuality is. That's what they're curious about. So like... You know, like, so, like... Yeah, are you prude? Like, you know, are you, are you still mm-hmm. a freak? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and, and I just respond, you know, like, I am sex positive, and I am open to non-traditional ways, as long as it is consensual and and done in love, you know, so... I think that sounds beautiful. I think it's a nice way to express it. Mm-hmm. I, I have zero... I am a little more traditional, but I do also, like, I dabble in the... um uh, what did you say? You called it something non-traditional, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm more mm-hmm. traditional. I dabble in the non-traditional <laughs> when provoked. Um, <laughs> but I do feel like um, I'm, I have a very non-judgmental side to me. Like, I, I don't ever yuck anybody's yum. I, mm-hmm. I Go ahead. Be freaky. Like, I think like the more the merrier. I think whatever keeps you happy and as long as it's consensual and safe and in a loving environment, then go for it. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you more about the Trinity. let's get into that closing prayer um lord we'd like to come together and just thank you again for having us uh all be able to meet for yash jesus uh 
we really love this space and we love to, that we don't have to come out here as gay or Christian. That is who we are. That is why we meet up and listen. And that's why we all join together and we are grateful. We want to pray for all those closeted queers who need to come out as big Jesus loving Christians. <laughs> um, it's kind of weird that you come out as gay and you feel like you're finally entering your true self and then you're hiding one of the most important, if not the most important thing in your life, God, uh, from the people that are new into your life. So we want to pray that it's a little bit of an easier transition. God, we are praying with Cheryl uh, and we are praying with Cheryl for all the unaccompanied children at the border uh, for their health, for their protection, for the humane treatment by our government. Lord, please bring them safe to their families. And for Cameron and their battle with depression, with recovery from a car accident, and praise for the ability to walk, to brush your teeth, slowly but surely, for a new perspective on life, and maybe the beginning of faith. Oh yes, hallelujah. And praise and thanksgiving for Bishop Megan Rohrer, our newly elected transgender Lutheran bishop. I'm so excited about that. Thank you, God, for hearing our prayers and uh, for giving some people some access to some new opinions and, and, and some new uh, tolerance. Um, amen. Thank you so much, Azzy. I love you. Yeah, I love you too. Happy and birthday, I miss you. by the and way. Thank you all for listening to another episode <laughs> of Yash Jesus. You can come out and find us on social media at Yash Jesus Pod or on our website at yashjesuspod.com. Mm-hmm. Hey, Queen, did you know you can leave an audio prayer request or a praise report on our website? Yes, JesusPod.com. We would love to share your voice and your prayers on the show. So drop us a line or send us a recording on YasJesusPod.com. Send us your praise reports, your prayer requests, your episode ideas, your guest ideas, or even just a, I'm coming out as a big Jesus-loving queer. <laughs> We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Yas Jesus is hosted by me, Danny Francesi, and... And the Saint Azariah Southworth. Our show is produced by the Freakin' Deacon Ross Murray. Special thanks to Sophie Serrano and Meredith Pauley. Yes, Jesus is brought to you by Oddity. Oddity execs are Ryan Lochner, Jessica Bastilios, and Steve Michaels. Come next week where we'll be streaming and screaming, God loves you just the way you are. Keep praising the Lord, y'all. Hi, parents. Hello, family. Hello, loved ones. I'm Daniel Francesi. And I'm Azariah Southworth. And this is a very special moment. It's important. We might even say it's sacred. What a precious gift that your very special person is coming out to you. That means that they're entrusting you with something that's so important about their life. This might be new information to you, but your child has probably been thinking about this and freaking out about how to tell you this for a huge part of their identity for months, maybe even years. The most important relationships in a queer person's life are often the last to hear. They need a little lead time, practice on how to tell people and field reactions. So don't be angry that they didn't learn this earlier. They know how important you are to their life, and they wanted to do this with care and compassion. Maybe you had an inkling, maybe you've always known, I think moms always know, but if, if that's the case, great job on your perception. I wouldn't take a lot of time to gloat about knowing it, but it means that you're very intuitive and aware of your loved one and much more perceptive than others. So now that you know this, what do you do now? You may have a lot of feelings and that's good. Feelings are good. Have those. This was a big deal and it was scary. Maybe you have a lot of questions. Maybe you have a lot of concerns. In this moment, put those questions and concerns in a safe place. 
You can revisit them later. Right now, you have someone very special in your life, very special, who is very vulnerable. They're probably really nervous, even as you listen to this. Now listen, this is really important. This is a Christian wake-up call. Mm -hmm. We are talking here from Christ. This is not only about your child's salvation, but perhaps your own. Mm -hmm. You need some scripture to back that up? We got some. Luke 17, 2. It would be better for you if a millstone were hung around your neck and you were thrown into the sea than for you to cause one of these little ones to stumble. Too many LGBTQ youth are homeless because they've been kicked out of their homes. It's not just us saying that. 40% of homeless youth identify as LGBTQ. 40% of homeless youth. And most of them say they were kicked out because of their sexual orientation or gender identity. That's a horrible number. And you don't want your child to add to that number. Neither do we. That's why we're recording this. The best and most important thing for you to do is to tell them that you love them. Do that now. You could even pause the recording. We'll wait. Okay, you told them you love them? Good. Now tell them again and again. This is important. You know what? Give them a hug. I mean, if you're a huggy family. Look, maybe you're worried about what the scripture says about LGBTQ people. Of course, your faith is important to you. It's important to your child, too. Let's calm their fears. Let's let them know that God loves them. First and foremost, Jesus never said anything about queer people Mm -hmm. or even queer love. He just didn't. Nothing at all. Zero. But Jesus did hang out with those who were rejected. Mm. And Jesus did visit a pretty queer family. Jesus constantly called to us to love our neighbor. If we are talking about the heart of the gospel, that is it. Love your neighbor. And your child is your neighbor. Love them. And yes, there are other passages that people have used against LGBTQ people. But the closer we look at those passages, the less they seem to be about anti-LGBTQ people. So don't get hung up on those. Instead, read the radical, inclusive, loving message of Jesus. You might even find that queer stories show up in the Bible. Mm -hmm. David and Jonathan, Ruth and Naomi, Noah, even Jesus and his beloved disciple. Your relationship with your child can open your eyes to the ways in which LGBTQ people show up all the time in scripture. As a parent, you probably have other worries. You may have heard things about LGBTQ people bad things. After hearing enough bad things, you might believe that your child being queer is the worst thing to happen to them. You might be worried that your child is going to be lonely, your child is going to catch a disease, or your child is going to be discriminated against. Remember, if they weren't coming out, they could fall into some of those same outcomes. If they don't come out, they feel the loneliness of no one to talk to about how they're feeling and who they are. If they aren't educated on safe sex, and safe sexuality, then they're more at risk for STDs. Mm -hmm. If they are out, they can keep themselves safe. Queer people have been discriminated against, but stigma keeps them from coming out and continues the discrimination. Once we come out, we can demand what we need. We can band together. We can change laws and policies, or even the way we treat each other, or even a parent's heart. Remember, Their sexual orientation and their gender identity is just a part of who they are. They are still the person that you have known and that you love. And now you know them a little better. 
They're also the person that God made them to be. Remember, they are fearfully and wonderfully made. And that includes their sexual orientation, their gender identity, their gender expression, their humor, their intelligence, and everything that makes them special. Remember, your relationship with your child is so important, and it will grow and change over time. Even if you are uncomfortable now, your child is still your child. Your child has chosen to play this for you because they want to maintain a relationship with both you and Christ. Don't be the person who tells them that they can't have God in their life. They don't want to choose between gay and God, and they don't have to. They want to have a relationship with you and with God. Remember those questions you had? Let's revisit those. It's okay to have questions and even concerns. You're just hearing about this and thinking about this for the first time. It's perfectly natural to have questions. There are some questions you can ask directly to your child, and there are some that you should research on your own. It's helpful to write a list of your questions, and then after each question, you can decide if you want to ask your child, ask someone a little more neutral, or just Google yourself. I know this is also overwhelming for you as well. You have, every parent has a dream and a hope for their child. And a lot of times when a child comes out to them, that image, that dream is crushed and you are allowed to mourn that dream. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that you can't be a happy, healthy, thriving family. Here's some good questions. Here's a few good questions that you could ask your child directly. How do you feel now that you told me? What do you need from me? How can I help? Mm. Are you safe? Are you dealing with any bullies? Are there any others who are supporting you right now? Where are you in your coming out process? Is there anyone you want me to tell for you? Do you need any resources about healthy queer sex? Are you still lost and confused? Not to worry. We know a lot of good resources, and those resources are all good for you, and they may also be good for your child. We happen to think that at Yes Jesus, our podcast is one of them. There's also books, movies, organizations, and websites for LGBTQ Christians. So some organizations. The Naming Project is one. A Q Christian Fellowship. The Reformation Project. Here are some books. God and the Gay Christian by Matthew Vines. Walking the Bridgeless Canyon by Kathy Baldock. Queerfully and Wonderfully Made, a great handbook for queer Christian youth. The film that allowed me to reconcile my faith and sexuality, that allowed it to click in my head for me, was a film called For the Bible Tells Me So. And one that's going to be released soon is called 1946. Watch that as well when it comes out. Which tells the story of how the word homosexual wasn't even added to the Bible until 1946. Now, you've known your child for a long time, and hopefully you stay in a relationship with them for a lot longer. In fact, we want you to stay in a healthy, loving relationship with your child for as long as you both live. And that's why we're telling you this. We said that the first and most important thing to tell your child is that you love them. God loves them too. How do we know? Because God made your child, and God loves everything that God made. That includes your little queer child. God don't make no junk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so remember to tell them that you love them. Say it often. And tell them that God loves them. Right now, turn to your neighbor and say, God loves you. 
Welcome to the next part of your relationship with your child. Once you are in a good place accepting your child, that's just the beginning. You'll have to be an advocate for your child too. You might have to stand up to a few bullies at your child's school or at work or at church, especially at church. You've been loving them and you'll keep on loving them. That love is going to look different. Just like we know that God loves your child, God loves you too. God will give you courage and strength and patience and understanding. You are never going at it alone. God is walking beside your family and we are here praying for you all right now. God, we thank you for the courage that you have given this person to state their truth to someone that they love and the courage to allow them to open up their life a little bit more to this person that they love dearly. And we pray that you give the parents that are listening right now the wisdom and the guidance of how to move forward with their child and how to love them well and to be a prime example of your love. God, you say that we have the faith of a mustard seed is all we need. And this, this child has come to their parent with the faith, Lord, the faith that your love can prevail over all. And for the parent that is listening, I pray that if they truly love you, God, and if they truly believe in you, God, that they will believe that you are love and that love can conquer any doubt that they have that this is the destiny that you have prepared for their child. We want to bless this relationship, Lord. We want to, we want to pray on it mm-hmm. and we want to make sure that God is a part of all of their conversations and all of their decisions moving forward, fully realizing their queerness. In your holy and precious name, we come to you today thanking you. Amen. Amen. Congratulations. Now go get a rainbow cake. That's all that's left to do. <laughs> we love you and we, we hope love you. that you can build on this relationship and get stronger and stronger as the years go on. Yes. Happy coming out day. Happy coming out day.